Okay, so um, first of all, I want to say hello. My name is Julie Garahan, and I am a teacher librarian at Monta Vista High School. I am sitting with Greg Pitzer, who is the director of IT, or what is your official uh, title? Director of Technology. Director of Technology. And Greg and I knew each other prior to my role because he was very instrumental in the rollout of a lot of technology um, in the classroom, as well as making sure that we did we had the infrastructure in place to support that technology. Um, how long have you been with the district, Greg? Uh, so this is uh, now starting my third year, so about two and a half years now I've been here at San Ramon Valley. And prior to San Ramon Valley, where did you work? Um, so a variety of places. Uh, but most recently, I came from Cupertino uh, School District. Uh, I was the instructional technology uh, coordinator there. Um, prior to that, I had about eight years in the classroom in middle school as a science teacher, technology teacher. I've worked at NASA Education for a while. So a few different locations. So it must have been very helpful for you to have some experience in the classroom when thinking about technology for a school district. I think so. I mean, I think you know, as you know, ultimately students are, you know, what we're work, who, who are really trying to give the most um, avenues, areas for them to explore, and really knowing how to reach students and how teachers, what tools teachers need to reach the students and help engage them. I think is is vital. Just kind of understanding that dynamic is, I think, crucial in deciding what roles, what what type of technology we roll out to the school sites. So San Ramon Valley is a really big district uh, as compared to most districts in California. Um, how does that either help you or hinder you from getting your technology plans through? As you imagine, it probably does a little bit of both. Um, being a large district means we have a lot of opportunities. There's lots of things we can do. There's a variety of schools, different, you know, different schools are interested in different types of of activities. We have some schools who want to do maker spaces, others doing virtual reality, um, some doing you know BYOD one to one, some not. Um, so you get a lot, lot of different opportunities to do different types of uh, projects. Um, often, you know, the, there's probably a little more avenue for scale. So if there's something that we want to do, we can scale it up a lot more easily. Um, also. But a negative side is um, we have to kind of think about what, any changes that we make, how it will affect all 32,000 students. Um, you know, a smaller school district, you can make a couple little changes there, and, you know, and if it doesn't go just right, well, you know, it's a couple hundred students maybe that, that got affected here. If we do something wrong or don't take into account a particular group, it could be thousands of students who um, experience the, the effects of that decision. So really being careful in our planning and rolling out things carefully. We probably actually go a little bit slower in our rollouts in a larger district than a smaller one, I would say. Okay, so um, what I this is a boogaboo and it's a Pandora's box, so I don't expect you to speak on everything, but what are some of the key um, technology plans for this district in the few, in the next short term, let's say two, two years or so? Um, several things. I th I th one thing I, th I think I'm, we're really excited about is looking at 
the evolution of curriculum. I think, you know, probably six years ago when Common Core came out, that was a huge change in far standards and, and what we looked for in the classroom. Um, now with science and social studies redoing, having new standards or relatively new standards, I know they've been out for a, a, several years now, but you know, districts are now looking at finding a curriculum to adopt that go along with those standards. And I think we're realizing that one of the things that teachers really like to do is design curriculum, design lesson plans. Um, and so I th we're trying to take advantage of, of that um, ownership of, of the curriculum and helping teachers um, design their own curriculum per se. So looking at open education resources, really having teachers you know, come together both right now in science and then social studies shortly as well, design that curriculum so we can put the money towards what we best need to deliver that curriculum. It's not necessarily, maybe it's a textbook, maybe it's not. Maybe it's uh, probes for science, maybe it's software for something else. Maybe it's you know, a variety of different things. We can really look at what parts of curriculum are most, um, are most important to us and align our financial resources that way. Well, you bring up a really good point that there's several moving things at the same time. You have to think about the curriculum part, whether or not we have the infrastructure in place to be able to deliver um, a curriculum that might be done on a more technological platform. But you also have to consider, are the teachers able to um, deliver it? And you know the cost, of course, and and the shifting technology seems to be what's cool today is old hat tomorrow. Um, what do you think about first when you are thinking about it? Do you think about the hardware possibilities, or do you think where your staff is, or by your staff I mean where the teachers are? So I think it's a couple of things. I think we want to look at where we want to go. What do we want? the education to look like in the classroom. Um, you know, both from how teachers are uh, instructing students to the technology that they will need to do that, and then to the training that both students and teachers need to be successful there. I think once you have that, that kind of, that big picture, then you can kind of pick it apart and figure out how you can get each of those components to where you need them to be. Uh, I think we're fortunate here in San Ramon, we have our technology backbone, the infrastructure is actually uh, quite solid. Uh, we're in a position where, you know, wireless is, you know, pretty much throughout all classrooms, we have tons of bandwidth. Uh, so those aren't the issues. Um, we're looking at now, how do we do uh, teacher professional development um, around certain areas? And especially as we're changing curriculum. So I know one thing we're doing with the science teachers is looking at how to provide professional development for them as they go, as they simultaneously design their curriculum around the standards. Um, so that hopefully they, they, when they're doing their design work, they're seeing what's also what's possible. They're aware of what, now if they have technology, what can you do with that? So that hopefully they kind of, we're trying to, rather than doing a chicken and egg approach, trying to kind of have both come together <laughs> in some completely non-scientific possible <laughs> biological right. method here. Um, but somehow trying to have them both kind of uh, evolve at the same time um, and then make sure we have the resources to support them. So when, they, when they're when they ready to implement that, we're now looking at how do we increase 
the number of stu- devices that students have access to. How do we do, you know, either cards to the classroom, one-to-one, looking at that so to make sure that um, that the materials, the uh, curriculum, the pedagogy all come together um, in one kind of tight bundle. Spontaneous. Uh... So, so you have to <laughs> a little bit of both. You obviously want to get your leaders going and make sure that they have what they need so they can then help bring on some of the teachers who, are, uh, who might be a little more reluctant or not as confident. Um, so you kind of want to, but you also don't want to leave any teacher group behind. So it's kind of constantly keeping teachers, giving lots of opportunities to engage, um, make sure teachers feel safe using technology. I try never to blame um, anybody if something doesn't go right. I want feel, I want teachers or anybody in the district to feel comfortable trying things out and not being uh, afraid of failure. We want to avoid that. So um, the teacher librarian role is a fairly new role in this district. Do you um, see a way that you can leverage um, all of these teacher librarians in the secondary schools to help you um, educate your teachers? Uh, definitely. So a couple things I mean, we've done in the past year or two, is we set up some expo- um, innovation centers then at two of our middle schools where these two teacher librarians have been instrumental in helping set those up, working look around um, robotics equipment, coding type of activities, and helping branch out from that. Um, but also I think in general, I think, you know, the library, I always kind of, I guess growing up, I always hear library, you think of books. And I was kind of thinking about this as I was, as I was preparing for the podcast and mentally, I really, I, I kind of think it's kind of a bad name, like library. Um, just in the sense that I really think of a library as an exploration center. And I don't, I think, you know, for, when I was in school, it was an exploration center. It's an exploration center now continues to be. I think the difference is when I was, you know, in elementary school and middle school, the only avenue we had for exploring were print materials. Mm-hmm. Now we have so many different ways to um, encourage students to explore areas outside their immediate community, get to know other cultures, even explore their own culture more. Um, I think that's where the teacher librarian really steps in and still guiding the students and finding the right resources. But there's a plethora now. Um, I know one of our other high schools is doing virtual reality so students can, you know, go virtually go to other other environments. Um, there's just so many different ways to explore nowadays, video conferencing, things like that. I think if, you, if, you, if anything, it's even more important to have the teacher librarian to, to help kind of find the right resources to help students explore where their, where their interests are. Well, I always like the quote where it says, you know, Google can give you a thousand answers, but only a teacher librarian can give you the right answer. <laughs> exactly. Um, one of the, uh, so I always think of teacher librarians as sort of the guardians of information, but I think you are right that the, there needs to be more of an emphasis on us saying, you know, media center rather than just uh, a library, because you're right, it is uh, so much more than it used to be. Um, So how could teacher librarians or anybody in this district learn more about hardware and software? Um, What kind of training is available to us if we were enthusiastic about learning those types of things. Does the district support those, or how does the district district support those? 
Um, you know, so there's a variety of ways. I think part of it is, you know, um, there's something that you become passionate about, you know, make that an initiative, you know, uh, and let us I mean, bring us in as as you come become passionate about a particular project or idea, so that we can support you on the from the beginning. Um, I you know I think we kind of goes two ways. I mean I think we have there's things that I see that I'll that, that I think might be you know amazing ideas that I try to throw out and see who who's that stick to who get who grabs onto those ideas. Um, but on the other side, I love it when people bring ideas to us. Um, and then my challenge is figuring out how to support it, you know, while keeping our, our network and us safe per se. Um, you know, I think there are multiple ways to get to learn about things. Um, I think Twitter is a great way. Mm-hmm. Um, often I'll be, that's kind of my relaxation point. When I come home and I'm a little brain dead, but I'll flip through my Twitter feed and just, you know, just, just randomly flip through things. And almost every single time, one or two things will pop out. I'm like, wow, this is great. I'll retweet it, so, you know, pass it on to somebody. Um, try to share things that we have going on as well. Um, so those are those are some ways there. We're redoing how we uh, communicate with our department. Um, right now we're redoing our website, so it's a little bit of transition now. But shortly we'll be posting. Uh, we have month, uh, sorry, weekly uh, meetings. My technology department. We'll be posting the minutes to those meetings, mm-hmm. so you can see what we're talking about, mm-hmm. uh, what projects are coming up, coming down the road, what things we're, we're preparing for, that we're looking to do. You guys can um, see that as well. It's not, not, not something secret um, per se or anything like that. And maybe a little dull reading our minutes. I'm not saying it's the most exciting thing to do, but it does give you a little idea of things that we're kind of considering and looking at. Um, you know, I think, you know, conferences, you get some ideas from there, listening to other people. We, I we're trying to create a group called uh, the Technos, called uh, KNOW. This has a way for people to share what's going on at their sites and in their classrooms. It's just kind of develop a community of sharing, I think, is, you know, a, a great way to um, learn about what's going on and uh, and pipe in. And hopefully we'll start have off, being offering more professional development as we're kind of work on a method for, uh, mechanism for that, for um, doing, you know, probably short five-hour type classes we're looking at offering in the future here. Okay. Well, um, you brought up something that I was going to bring up with you, which is um, technology committees. It does, it does seem like nobody ever makes a decision on their own these days without getting a lot of input, which is valuable. It slows down the process, but it is, um, I think, makes it easier to buy in when you have these um, people that are you know, supporting the decision. Um, so it sounds like you have a couple layers of committees. You have sort of a district committee that you meet meet with on a regular basis. And then it also sounds like you have another committee that you meet with more of uh, sort of the thought leaders or the technology leaders in different um, schools so that they can be your your eyes and your ears and maybe your mouthpiece at times. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think communication obviously has to go both ways. I think having avenues for that to go both ways is essential, both so that people understand what we're trying to do in the technology department, what our, our rationale for various things are. I think sometimes we do pit, create policies. Um, while the policies are perfectly valid, under people always understand why they are necessary, um, you know, and so I think having that way to kind of explain what we're doing, 
uh, but also hearing uh, getting feedback and hearing what what the needs are and what are some of the you know some of the reactions to our policies that we maybe need to re relook at. Um, what are some of the needs for our district? So yeah, we have several different things. Um, we have the technos, which I mentioned previously, which we encourage each uh, school to have um, several members. Um, anyone, anyone in the district can come. It's open to anybody. Look for people who have sort of instructional uh, tent to their work as far as using technology. Um, so whether it's teachers, whether it's the uh, CSA, someone like that, who can also bring stuff back to the site as well. <clears throat> so like, kind of be that liaison to the site, share it out with some other teachers. Hey, there's a new app that we find that's amazing. Trying it out, give us feedback. Um, there's always new stuff coming out with Google Classroom. So I'm always interested in getting feedback on some of those new um, features that Google rolls out or any other product that rolls out. So, you know, we, and I tried to with that group, I definitely recognize the time commitment. I appreciate people spending a little bit of time, you know, four or five times after school, coming for an hour, an hour and a half. So we try to have those in more fun locations, um, you know, pizzerias, places that don't have the uh, school logo on the front door. Um, but some places where we can kind of relax, have some food and drinks and, um, and, and enjoy each other's uh, company and ideas there. Um, I also work with some administrators. I have a small group of about four or five administrators. I kind of, I meet oh, four or five times a year just to kind of get their feedback immediately. Hey, these are some issues I'm thinking about. Hey, how, what do you guys think about this? Is this a win for you guys or not? You know, how can I make you, you know, make their lives easier at the school sites? Um, and then lastly, we have the, tech, the official district technology committee, which is comprised of teachers at each grade span, uh, we have board members, PTA, Ed Foundations. We have our external partners involved, along with administrators and people from our technology department. And that's changed in the past. I think every year it's been a slightly different focus. In the past, they actually worked on creating our technology plan um, and really be on the on the creation side of it. I think now we're looking at more reflection. So we're, this year we're going to use that committee mainly more to give us um, feedback and direction of where we're going with our technology plan. We have the technology plan. We've got some measurements around it. We want to get feedback on that. We want to look at scope and sequence. Um, so we'll be bringing a scope, a beta version of a scope and sequence to that community to get feedback on what that might look like as far as what skills are needed at each grade level. Um, looking at our systems we have in our district, what makes sense. We have tons of systems. We want to, we'd love to scale that back a little bit. So it's very clear uh, which system you use for which, you know, activity per se. So that's what that um, technology committee is going to be um, focused on this year. Well, I'm really glad that you brought up the scope and sequence because I think that that is a, a really important thing for us to consider because <clears throat> if all of a sudden everybody in the classroom has knowledge except for five kids, the, the car just can't go as fast as it could if everybody was on board. So um, I would love for you to think about how that scope and sequence could be um, aided by your teacher librarians in secondary that maybe there can be a boot camp every at the beginning of the year with the teacher librarians for some of these technology issues. But um, I really thank you for your time today. And um, I know that technology has always been something that uh, I feel like 
this is going to revolutionize how we move forward. So um, I appreciate how you have your fingers in so many pies and thank you for giving me the time today. No problem. Like always, I appreciate all the work that that you and all your teacher librarians do as well because it is a we are a big team and we need each <laughs> other. No one can do everything alone. We need to work work together and partnerships. So I definitely appreciate that. Okay, well, this is Julie Garahan um, signing off. We were with uh, Greg Pitzer today um, at the San, uh, San Ramon Valley School District. Thank you very much, and I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.